0: Southeast Mortgage, the official home loan lender of the Georgia Bulldogs, presents today's sports report. On today's program, we'll talk about University of Georgia football and more. And now, from the studios of UGA Football News, on Facebook and
1: Instagram, here's the host of today's sports report, Chris Hall. Chris Hall here with you for uh, UGA Football News on Facebook and Instagram, and welcome To a little dog talk tonight as we uh, pop in here to talk a little bit about the University of Georgia and our great football team. Of course, in the upcoming 2022 season, Georgia is the defending national champions. How does that sound? That sounds pretty good to me as uh, Georgia will be teeing it up in just a couple of weeks against Oregon at Mercedes-Benz Stadium. It's the Chick-fil-A kickoff game. And it should be a doozy. And we're getting ever so closer to the time when uh, the University of Georgia will uh, tee it up again. And here we go for another football season. Tonight, uh, we do have a stack of stuff to talk with you about. A little bit about some of the things happening with the University of Georgia as we get ever so closer to that first game of the season. Glad to have you uh, along with us. It still feels like summertime in South Georgia. But actually today, the temperature's moderated just a little bit, maybe a snippet, maybe a snippet, maybe a small little smidgen of fall is in the air. We don't know. Uh, You know, it it felt maybe not quite as oppressive today as it has been in the uh, past few days. And uh, so that tells you, hey, uh, we're on on the hunt uh, for fall and, of course, football in the fall. By the way, high school football has kicked off in the state of georgia a lot of teams had their first games this past uh, friday boy i tell you that's some good football in uh, the state of georgia good high school football in the state of georgia one of the states that produces a whole lot of prospects for uh, colleges major colleges and on down the line from there i guess probably if you could stack up the states that have the most uh, prospects coming out of high school for for college football, you you would have maybe to you, you would stack up the states. You would have Ohio, you would have Florida, you would have Georgia, you would have Texas, uh, just because of the sheer size of it. You would have the state of California, Pennsylvania, uh, but I tell you, there, there there no better high school football in the nation uh, that is played than what is played in the state of Georgia each year, just uh, producing a bumper crop, if you can put it that way of uh, high school football players that are ready to go to the next level. Uh, So uh, high school football is underway in uh, the state of Georgia. And, of course, uh, there's a lot of hydrating going on uh, as far as practice is concerned and in the games as well. In fact, there's a rule in the state of Georgia that at a particular time in the game, the officials call a timeout, and they call it a hydration timeout. And uh, the managers bring out uh, hydration for the players. Uh, just just trying to keep everyone safe. And, of course, obviously, that is a very good thing. Well, we're just a couple of weeks away from that first game of the season. Here we go. Georgia and Oregon uh, kicking off at Mercedes-Benz Stadium. 3.30, September 3rd. It'll be on ABC. Boy, we can't wait. Uh, we can't wait to get the, game, the season underway. And can't wait for that game. We'll talk a little bit about that game. We'll talk a little bit about Oregon. We have, you know, some perspective on uh, that team that Dan Lanning uh, will put on the field. Of course, Dan Lanning last year, the defensive coordinator for the University of Georgia, moving on to Eugene, Oregon, to become the head football coach for the Oregon Ducks. And And as chance would have it, you know, you don't schedule these things like a year in advance. This game against Oregon was scheduled many, many uh, seasons ago, and as chance would have it, here you go. Dan Lanning, the defensive coordinator from the University of Georgia last season, going to be the head coach at the University of Oregon this season, and here we go. The first game of the season, you got Dan Lanning, Kirby Smart, Oregon, and Georgia meeting in that first game of the year for Georgia and Oregon. We'll talk a little bit about that game. We'll talk also about some other games that'll be coming up in this weekend. Actually, this is week zero. Uh, this coming weekend is, is like week zero, they call it for college football. So we have some football games coming up and we'll make some prognostications of the upcoming games for this coming weekend. We're terrible at it. Usually really flub the dub when it comes to making uh, predictions, but we're going to give it another shot. As we look forward to the opening season, uh, the opening uh, weekend, rather, of uh, the college football season, the 2022 college football season. But first, let's get to uh, some uh, news around the University of Georgia. That is what we are most interested in. So let's talk about it a little bit. True freshman running back Andrew Paul suffered a torn ACL. You probably have heard about this. Uh, Georgia had a scrimmage over the weekend. And Andrew Paul, freshman running back from Texas, big addition to our last recruiting class, uh, cut and turned, and then he tore an ACL in uh, one of his knees. He's going to have surgery. That, of course, means that Andrew Paul will be lost for the upcoming 2022 season. Uh, The surgery and the recovery will take, of course, uh, several months, and uh, we wish uh, Andrew Paul well Uh, A freshman running back was having a pretty good camp, a pretty impressive running back and a pretty impressive young man as well, a high-character young man. And we just hate it when we uh, hear things like this, when you have a season-ending injury before the season even begins. And that is what happened to uh, Andrew Paul this past weekend in Athens. So bless his heart. Uh, We'll be praying for Andrew that he will recover very, very quickly. Now, what about the running back situation now with the University of Georgia with Andrew Paul going down with that ACL tear? Well, uh, you know, the, the, the running back situation for the University of Georgia doesn't look too shabby, doesn't look too bad, uh, to be honest with you. Uh, Paul was relatively down on the depth chart. He's a, a true freshman feeling his way into getting into the college game. So, you know, he, he would probably had seen some uh, playing time in the upcoming season. But, but you know, he, he was down on the uh, on the uh, depth chart as far as running backs are concerned. So you have Kenny McIntosh. You have Kendall Milton. Kendall Milton's been nursing an injury, but he should be okay for the first game of the season. You have Dajon Edwards, that that stalwart that's been there forever for the University of Georgia. He just won't go away. Uh, he is bound, bound and determined to be on the field for the Bulldogs. Then you have Branson Robinson. Uh, he is a, 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 a freshman running back, and man, uh, w- what a specimen he is as far as you know his physical appearance is concerned. In fact, Kirby Smart was talking about Branson Robinson, and he says it, it's he, he's so well built, he, he's so physically uh, fine-tuned, muscles everywhere. Uh, uh, you know, Kirby Smart said hitting him is like hitting a, a tree trunk, you know, a moving uh, tree trunk. So. You know, George is going to be okay as far as the running back position is concerned. Of course, you don't want any more injuries, especially to our uh, junior and senior guys. Uh, but you have uh, Kenny McIntosh, Kendall Milton, John Edwards. They're going to get most of the, you know, the work at running back for UGA. Branson Robinson certainly will be in there as well. You have a couple of other guys kind of down the ladder a little bit. On the depth chart, so Georgia should be okay as far as the running back position is concerned, and that, of course, obviously is a very important uh, you know position for the offense for the University of Georgia. But uh, yeah, I think we'll I think we'll be okay. All right, moving on. Uh, Alabama, Georgia, Ohio State, or Alabama, Ohio State, and Georgia. Those are the three teams that almost every outlet is predicting to make the college football playoffs this season. Now, I mean, every, you know, every outlet you go to, every media outlet you go to, every magazine you go to, you know, and and all of these uh, places that make these pronostications for what's going to happen in the 2022 season. As far as, you know, the rankings are concerned and the end of the season rankings, and they're making those predictions even before the season begins, almost all of them say that you'll have Alabama Georgia and Ohio State is the top three teams in the country when everything is said and done. They'll make the playoffs. And then they kind of debate a little bit on the, who's going to make the fourth spot. Usually it is Clemson. Sometimes it's Oklahoma. Uh, sometimes it's Notre Dame. Now, Paul Feinbaum kind of blew his top uh, when uh, you know he saw in the uh, latest AP poll that Notre Dame was up there. You know, Notre Dame highly touted in the AP um, AP poll preseason poll. He says they just don't belong there. Shouldn't be there. You know, it's 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 uh, uh, something that uh, is particularly um, uh, found in the AP poll, the preseason poll. They always put Notre Dame way up there, no matter what kind of season they had or the uh, you know what it's going to be like for Notre Dame in the coming season. He says he just doesn't get it. So. Anyway, uh, you've you, you got some privilege given to Notre Dame by the national press, and that's just the way it's been. And I suppose that's the way it's always going to be. So you have Alabama, Georgia, Ohio State, maybe Clemson, maybe Oklahoma, you know, and there's some other teams that are banded around that uh, is, is being predicted to make the college football playoffs. Well, we've uh, re- done some reviewing of the national media outlets, their bowl projections uh, for this coming season. And so uh, we kind of put them all together. So we'll share with you what some of these media outlets are saying, how they see things play out for the 2022 uh, football season for, you know, the University of Georgia and these other teams. Of course, this really is, yeah, it, it means nothing uh, because you got to play the season. You know, it means nothing, but it's good to kind of look and say, okay, this is what we think is going to happen in the 2022 season. Uh, Pete Futak of College Football News has this prediction. He says Georgia will play Alabama in the college football playoff semifinal in the Chick-fil-A Bowl. This is his prediction uh, for the coming season. He says Georgia and Alabama will play in the college football playoff semifinal. That's the Chick-fil-A Bowl, Peach Bowl in Atlanta. He projects that Alabama will win that game and advance to the national title game probably against Ohio State. Now, that's what Pete Futak of uh, College Football News says. ESPN says that Georgia will make the college football playoff. Uh, They have two guys, Kyle uh, Bonagra Bonagra, and uh, Mark Slabock, and I probably destroyed that first name. Anyway, Kyle and Mark for ESPN. Here's their projection. They have Georgia versus Ohio State in a college football semifinal. Uh, the projected outcome, both project that Ohio State will win that game and advance to the national title. So, you know, a lot of these outlets are saying that Georgia will make the playoffs, but they won't make the national title game. We shall see. Sporting News, Bill Bender of Sporting News, says that Georgia and Ohio State will meet in the college football playoff semifinal. He says Ohio State will win and they will advance to the national title game. CBS Sports has Georgia making the college football playoff. Jerry Palm of CBS Sports. He projects that Georgia and Ohio State will be in the college football playoff semifinal. He doesn't have a prediction for who will win that game or who will advance. He just, you know, he says, these are my teams that are going to make it. So he has Georgia making uh, the uh, college football playoffs and playing Ohio State Uh, 247 Sports. Uh, the these uh, these guys, Brad Crawford of 247 Sports, as Georgia taking on Ohio State in the college football playoff semifinal, they project Ohio State wins and advances to the national title game. So, uh, uh, Athlon Sports has Georgia making the college football playoffs. Steve Lassen of Athlon Sports he projects that Georgia. And Ohio State will play in a college football playoff semifinal. He doesn't have a prediction on who will win that game. He's not ready to make that prediction, but he does have Georgia making the college football playoffs. Brett McMurphy uh, has Georgia making uh, the uh, college football playoffs. This is Brett McMurphy of the Action Network. He has Georgia and Ohio State in a semifinal. He projects that Ohio State will win and uh, Ohio State will advance to the national title game and so uh one guy for ESPN I forgot well, who was that guy who was that guy he didn't have, he did not even have Georgie in the top 10 and he had Ohio State number one Alabama number two that was his projection for how things are going to wind up not the beginning he says you know not 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 as the season begins but he has at the end of it all uh he he says at the end of it all he had uh, this guy from ESPN I forget his name I, I was looking I was going to make a you know I was going to make a big deal out of that, but I forgot the guy's name. Anyway, he has he has at the end of the season he has Ohio uh, Ohio State number one, Alabama number two, has Tennessee in there, and but he doesn't have Georgia in his top ten. So, you know, that's kind of an outlier for all of these. Uh, ESPN has has what it calls its SP Plus projections. Now, you know, I, it's a formula that they use. You know, stability in the coaching ranks. Uh, recruiting, you know how things are going, uh, like with with uh, the um, spring drills, you know, preparing for our fall drills, preparing for the upcoming season. So um, ESPN has a SP SP plus uh, projections. You know, it's a computerized thing. This this dude, what is his name? Brad Crawford or somebody like that. Anyway, he um, he puts all this information into a computer. He has this, you know, this formula that he uses, and then, you know, it, it kicks it out and and uh, it makes these predictions uh, for and, and and this is the preseason projections, you know, who, who are the best teams as the season begins, and it's based on this computerized thing. Well, he has Alabama. The SP Plus has Alabama number one, Georgia number two. There you go. Ohio State three. Oklahoma, Clemson, Michigan. Notre Dame, Texas A&M, Ohio, uh, Ole Miss, Tennessee, Kentucky, Utah, Penn State, and Arkansas. That's the top 14 teams in the ES- ESPN preseason projections. So uh, the SP+, plus, and a lot of people, you know, pay attention to this because it's, you know, scientific, computerized, yada yada yada. So uh, as the season begins, the SP+, plus Projections has Alabama, the best team in the country, followed by Georgia, Ohio State, Oklahoma, Clemson, Michigan, Notre Dame, Texas A&M, and Ole Miss, interestingly, uh, is the number nine team in the country. Kind of interesting. Tennessee, number 10. Very interesting. Kentucky, number 11. Ha ha. Interesting. Then you have Utah, Penn State, Arkansas, number 14. So there you go. All right, Uh, the Georgia Bulldogs uh, obviously will open up the 2022 season against Oregon at Mercedes-Benz Stadium on Saturday, September 3rd. It'll be on uh, ABC Network. Uh, Just just taking a look at the 2022 uh, schedule for the University of Georgia, UGA has six home games in Athens this season. And it's not particularly a strong schedule. A couple of games, you know, obviously are going to be Uh, Good games, tight games, tough games for Georgia. But, you know, all in all, uh, it's not really, you know, an eye-popping home schedule for uh, UGA. The Bulldogs uh, will host Samford September 10th, Kent State September 24th, Auburn, obviously, that'll be an interesting game, October the 8th, Vanderbilt October 15th, Tennessee November 5th, Georgia Tech November 26th, the homecoming game a game for Georgia is uh, against Vanderbilt. Poor old Vandy. When they go on the road, often they are the opponents for whatever team they're playing for their homecoming game. That's, you know, uh, that you pick a team you think you can beat uh, for your homecoming uh, game. So anyway, Georgia will take on Vanderbilt Saturday, October 15th. That's the homecoming game. Now, that's the home schedule for the University of Georgia. So not really an eye-popping kind of thing, uh, although you have Auburn. And Tennessee in there, uh, so here's the here's the complete schedule for the University of Georgia. We'll run over it right quick. Saturday, September 3rd, Georgia and Oregon, 2:30 Central Time. That's Central Time. 3:30 uh, Eastern Time on ABC. Uh, uh, Todd Blackledge, yeah, Sean McDonough, Todd Blackledge, and and uh, somebody else, you know, will be uh, on the sidelines. For that game should be a great game. Obviously, it's going to be a great game. Highly anticipated. We'll talk about it in just a moment. Uh, Then Saturday, September 10th, Samford at Georgia. That's uh, a four o'clock Eastern time game. That'll be on the SEC network. Why is this in Central Time? Why are they? It's coming. Oh, it's coming from a source in Central Time. Well, okay. Anyway, uh, Saturday, September 17th, Georgia at South Carolina. That'll be at 12 noon. Why is that a 12 noon game? Why is that a 12 noon game? I, you know, I, I, that should be like a seven o'clock feature game, Georgia at South Carolina. That'll be on ESPN Saturday, September 24th, Kent state at Georgia. That again will be a 12 noon game. And that's going to be, you know, that's the one where your mom and your pop and your grandma and your grandpa is going to be calling you saying, where's Georgia? I can't find Georgia on the television. Well, the simple fact is they're not going to be on television. It'll be uh, on ESPN Plus and SEC Network Plus. In other words, you can only see that game. If you're not in the stadium, you can only see that game on the computer, on the Internet, as a good friend of mine says. So, uh, you know, uh, there you go. I don't know why they do that, you know, but it's Georgia. It's Georgia. It's the defending national champion playing. Should that really be true for Georgia? But it is. Uh, Saturday, October 1st, Georgia at Missouri. Missouri. Uh, the time is to be... All the rest of these now are times to be determined except for the Georgia-Florida game. Uh, Saturday, October 8th, Auburn at Georgia. October 15th, Vanderbilt at Georgia. Uh, October 29th, Georgia versus Florida. That'll be in Jacksonville. That'll be the 3:30 game on CBS. By the way, by the way, did you see that TV deal? Now the Big Ten signed with, what, Fox, ESPN and- who else is it? NBC, a billion dollars a year, a billion dollars a year, to watch Northwestern and Iowa State. Billion dollars a year. Yeah, we were going to talk about that, but I didn't get all the details. But anyway, um, uh, let's see. Then you got Saturday, November fifth. You have Tennessee at Georgia. Saturday, November twelfth. Georgia at Mississippi State at Starkville. Time, none of these times for the latter games are are determined yet. That will be determined by the network, uh, the networks that are carrying them. Saturday, November 19th, Georgia at Kentucky. Interesting game. Saturday, November 26th, Georgia Tech at Georgia. So there you go. That's the schedule for the University of Georgia. All right. Now, on, um, on September 3rd, it's Georgia and Oregon. Let's talk a little bit about Oregon. We did a little research about the Ducks. All right, they got three quarterbacks. Bonex, of course, the transfer from Auburn. George is very familiar with Bonex. Uh, he is up. He is down. He's hot. He's cold. He can beat you. He can let, uh, you know, he can be the reason you beat, you know, whoever he's playing for. Hot and cold kind of quarterback. You got uh, quarterback Bonex, redshirt freshman Ty Thompson, and uh, quarterback Jay Butterfield. He's a uh, something. What is he, a junior, senior, something like that? So, uh, you know, and probably, you know, most uh, most people are expecting uh, uh, Bo Nicks, a fourth-year junior, to be the favorite, to be the starting quarterback for Oregon. So you'll probably see Bo Nix. George is very familiar with Bo uh, A good athlete, good arm, can run, can throw. Just a little inconsistent when it comes to playing quarterback. You never know what you're going to get with Bo Nicks, you know like a box of chocolates. Okay, anyway. uh, uh, As far as running backs are concerned, Oregon's leading returning rusher is a sophomore, Byron Caldwell. He had 471 yards rushing last season on 61 carries as a freshman. And then they have some other running backs. Picked up a couple out of the portal. Uh, At receiver, now, Oregon has a pretty solid nucleus at receiver. They have a guy by the name Sophomore Troy Franklin, 18 catches last year, 209 yards, two touchdowns. Chris Hudson had 31 catches, 419 yards, and two touchdowns. And a guy by the name of Seven McGee, who's kind of like a hybrid athlete. He can be in the wide receiver spot in the slot as a running back. Uh, So that's their receivers, pretty solid. The offensive line is also very solid, returning five players who started, started all or most of 2021. All of the offensive line, and they've had some injuries there, so they're dealing with some injuries. But all of the offensive line for Oregon are either fifth or sixth-year seniors. Now these are the you know the starters, the 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 front of the line guys for the offensive line. Uh, it's composed. I saw this quote. It's composed. Uh, their offensive line is a unit composed of grown men <laughs> who have played a lot of tough football. So the offensive line, it may be pretty good for Oregon. Uh, the defense uh, for Oregon uh, was okay in 2021. Most, you know, Pac-12 uh, teams are just okay when it comes, when it comes to defense. Uh, the defense for Oregon finished ninth in scoring defense, fifth in rushing defense, in uh, last season in 2021. The Ducks' front seven still has some serious dudes. Uh, their defensive line, uh, three of their defensive line players. Uh, this is on defense now. Um, The the three of their defensive line players sat out this spring with injuries. But uh, the front seven for uh, Oregon, as far as the defense is concerned, you know, have pretty good players. Linebackers are pretty tough at linebacker. Noah Sewell, who was actually a five-star recruit that Kirby Smart really went after, didn't get him. He went to Oregon. Uh, Noah Sewell, uh, Sewell, uh, he is returning. He's a pretty good he's a pretty good linebacker. He had 114 tackles last season, 36 tackles for a loss, and four sacks. So, you know, he's a pretty good player. Also at um a linebacker is Justin Flo, Another five star UGA target that Georgia missed on. He went to Oregon for some unknown reason. Why would you go to Oregon? I mean, you know, you go to Eugene. I'd never been to Eugene. Understand it's a you know it's a okay place, but would you pick Eugene over Athens? Nay, nay, he says. uh Anyway, Justin Flo, another five-star UGA uh, target. He's an elite, you know. He's he's a pretty good guy at uh, linebacker. um Then at the edge, on the edge, you know, some edge edge rusher rushers to watch. Uh, Braden Swinson had 24 tackles for a loss and three sacks in 2021. D.J. Johnson, he's another edge rusher for Oregon. The secondary has some question marks. Christian uh, Gonzalez, a transfer from Colorado. He started all 12 games for Buffalo, uh, for the Buffs, rather, uh, the the Colorado Buffaloes. He's transferred to Oregon. Dante Manning is another likely starter at the corner spot. He's had an injury, coming off an injury. And Bennett Williams, one of the best safeties in the country, uh, before going down to an injury in week four last season, he'll be back. So, so Oregon, there you go. That's Oregon now, you know, they're on the wrong side of the country <laughs> on the, on the left side of the country. But, uh, you know, they look, it's, it's going to be a tough game. You know, I, I think it's going to be when, when Georgia plays Oregon, I think it's the first half's going to be filled with mistakes and sputtering and feeling your way and the anticipation of a first game and georgia's going to be ready to go oregon's going to be ready to go i think you're going to have some uh, you know sputtering and stops and starts and as the game begins uh, things will settle down I, I look for georgia to win you know they're they're 17 i think the last i saw a 17 point favorite to win that game against oregon i just don't see that i don't see georgia winning by 17. I think Georgia will win. Let's, let's say by 10 points, <clears throat> and um, so that should be, you know, there you go. Uh, that's Georgia and Oregon. <clears throat> Excuse me. The pollen is here in South Georgia, so you always keep a good bottle of water nearby. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, okay, did you see Sports Illustrated? Are they are they still producing that magazine? I mean, is it all online now, or do they actually have a magazine? They do, okay. What is it? Comes out once a month or something. Okay. Anyway, this year's pro football preview. Uh, this year's, I'm sorry, college football preview from Sports Illustrated features Stetson Bennett the fourth on the cover. Pretty good, pretty good picture too. Yeah, pretty good, pretty good picture. That was pre haircut. Yeah, they took a picture of Stetson before he got that buzz cut, <laughs> that GI cut uh, that he has now. So um, anyway, Stetson Bennett's on the uh, on the um, on the cover of uh, the uh, Sports Illustrated's uh, college football preview. So yeah, you can pick it up if you want to. I just read that stuff online, you know. Uh, okay, so you got Stetson at quarterback. And by the way, from all we've heard, not only from Coach Smart but also the, um, the, the and the coaching staff, but just from people who have observed the fall camp. Stetson Bennett is having a phenomenal fall camp. He's looking very, very sharp. Very confident, very determined, ready to go. The poor guy's getting dissed everywhere you turn. You know, the top quarterbacks in the SEC, they have him down like number 10. Seriously, seriously. There are nine or 10 better quarterbacks in the SEC than Stetson Bennett. I don't think so. Uh, And, you know, I think uh, some guy or some organization put out the top quarterbacks in the, uh, you know, college, uh, you know, all the major college teams and Stetson was like number 49. Are you seriously kidding me? that There are 48 better quarterbacks in the country than Stetson Bennett. I don't think so. But he's having a great camp and he's on the cover of Sports Illustrated. Seriously, seriously. He's on the cover of Sports Illustrated. So there you go. So who's going to back him up? You know, the quarterback room for the University of Georgia, everybody was wanting Arch Manning. That would have been super. It would have been great. It would have been hot. By the way, we're hearing Arch Manning will – he's not going to be the starter at uh, Texas, obviously, for the 2022 season because he's still playing high school. (laughs) But the – Projection it is he'll be redshirted uh, redshirted his first year at Texas in 2023. Oh, we don't know that. Who knows that? But that's what people are saying anyway. Did does uh, did uh, Arch and the guys they have their did they have their first what is it Our, uh, Bishop Newman High School or something like that? Did they have their first game Friday? You don't know? Okay. Um, so who's going to back up Stetson Bennett? Carson Beck or Brock Vandegrift. Both of them are having a very good camp, and both of them are getting reps with the number one team, which is important. And so uh, here you go. You got Carson Beck, a 6'4", 215-pound sophomore, pocket passer, quick throw ball distributor, pretty good quarterback, is having a great fall. Uh, Brock Vandegrift, 6'3", 205-pound uh, redshirt freshman. Likes to move, throws on the move, can run, can pass. Two different kinds of quarterbacks. Both of them are having a very impressive fall count. So if, if you know, God forbid, if uh, Stenson Bennett goes down with an injury, uh, you know, you got those guys that can, uh, can step in. And you got Gunnar Stockton. And just by his name, I mean, he's a quarterback by the name of Gunner Stockton. Just by the name the kid has, he should be a great, a great college uh, college football quarterback. Gunner Stockton. Hi, I'm Gunner. I play quarterback for the University of Georgia. <laughs> That's, boy, the NIL deals ought to be coming in for that dude, for sure. So if if of media goes down, Georgia's good. Georgia's good. We're going to be good. All right. Um, All-American, preseason All-Americans. The Associated Press has put out its preseason All-American team. Alabama leads the way. They had more than any other uh, school on the preseason All-American team. Uh, Quarterback Bryce Young, Will Anderson, Jr., Um, Jordan Battle, defensive back, Eli Ricks. Those guys, those four guys from Georgia or from Alabama rather, were first team uh, players on the uh, Associated Press preseason All-American team. Um, Ohio State, second behind Alabama, uh, three first team selections, five players overall. You know they have a first team, second team, third team. Do they have a fourth team? I don't think so. Uh, Georgia, Georgia has three players picked on the first team. This is the AP preseason All-American team. Tied in Brock Bowers, defensive tackle Jalen Carter, Quarterback, cornerback Keely Ringo. Nolan Smith from Georgia made the second team All-American, preseason All-American team from uh, for uh, the Associated Press. And uh, by the way, ESPN put Michael Williams, defensive lineman for the University of Georgia, on its true freshman All-American team. So Georgia well-represented. Uh, On these, uh, you know, preseason All-American teams, Georgia is well represented. So, you know, the transfer portal, the transfer portal, hey, the transfer portal. I love that commercial last year, that that Dr. Pepper commercial where the, you know, player was entering into the transfer portal and the guys were trying to talk him out of it. You know, you're going to get more playing time. And he goes into the portal and disappears. Then a guy comes out of the portal and he's a kicker. (laughs) And he wants to come play for whatever team they have and they say kicker really no i I think we're good but he has a case of dr pepper and they say yes come on you know we need you yeah so anyway uh the transfer portal it's a thing now in college football well you might be interested in this here's a list of of major schools major colleges major universities football teams that did not add any transfers through the transfer portal during the offseason, according to 247 Sports. According to 247 Sports, there were four teams, four major college football teams that did not add anyone to their roster through the transfer portal. Those four teams are Army, Navy, Air Force, and the University of Georgia. (laughs) How about that? So there's four major college football teams that had no one come to their team through the transfer portal. Even Dabo Sweeney, who hates the portal apparently from the University of Clemson, they added one. Clemson added one guy through the portal. But four teams, four major college teams didn't add anyone through the portal. Air Force, Army, Navy, and Georgia. So what does that mean? Well, it means apparently Georgia didn't think they needed anybody through the portal. (laughs) That's what you do. Now Alabama, you know, got some pretty significant players through the portal. Georgia didn't add anyone. So you hope it doesn't come back, you know, to maybe bite Georgia. But anyway, you know, Georgia felt like they're good. They're good and it could be that they were interested in some players that went into the portal but those players decided to go somewhere else. And when you, you know when you have success and when you have a pretty stout roster like Georgia if you're going into the transfer portal you want to play. You want to go somewhere to play. You know, you're not going into the portal to sit on the bench. You're going to play. You feel like you you know you could maybe play at, at somewhere else. Uh, so, you know, if you don't think you can go to Georgia and play, why go through the portal to go there? You, you'll go to where you think you can play. Now, again, Alabama it picked up, you know, what, four, I think, through the portal. Pretty pretty impressive guys, too. So uh, we'll see. But uh, Army, Navy, Air Force, and you can understand those will be schools that get, that get no one through the portal, you know, Army, Navy, and Air Force. <laughs> you can understand that, but Georgia is the other team. Kind of interesting. Uh, some new rules for the college football season coming up. Uh, run down. We'll run down these quickly. Players ejected in the second halves of games for targeting might not be suspended for the first half of the next game. You know that's the way it is now. If you're tar- if you're, you're 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 you know penalized for targeting in the second half of a game and thrown out, you have to miss the first half of the next game. Well, now that may not be the case, depending on the results of an appeal. In other words, the teams can appeal, make an appeal, you know, that uh, you know, their players shouldn't be penalized for sitting out that, the first half of the next game if they're thrown out in the second half of the previous game for targeting. So they'll be in an appeal process. And so, So a player may not have to sit out the first half of the next game. Uh, Here's another rule change. Schools and conferences can report the potential faking of injuries to the national coordinator of of officials, which could lead to penalties for the program involved. In other words, if a a team thinks that players on the other team are faking injuries, you know, to get timeouts or something like that, uh, they can, can, uh, you know, make a complaint to the coordinator of officials. And if the coordinator of officials... Uh, you know, looks at the case and say, yeah, these guys were faking it. The the, the the team that is guilty of that could be penalized in some way. They don't know. Only linemen and stationary backs inside the tackle box may block below the waist in uh, the coming season. That's a new rule. Ball carriers who simulate a feet-first a feet slide like former Pittsburgh quarterback Kenny Puckett did in the ACC championship game, will be ruled down at the spot. You know, Puckett, he, he acted like he was going to slide, like quarterbacks do to avoid being hit. He faked a slide and jumped up before he actually slid and kept running. Now, if a player does that, if a ball, ball carrier does that, if they fake a feet-first slide, they're going to be ruled down, whether they go down or not. There you go. Uh, Defensive holding now accompanies an automatic first down in addition to the 10 yard penalty. So if you got a team that's, you know, it's what third and 20 and you got a defensive holding, it's a 10 yard penalty. But now also it will be an automatic first down. I didn't know it wasn't already, but there you go. Uh, Replay officials may adjust the game clock. If a ruling is overturned with less than two minutes remaining in the game or first half, that's a new rule. Okay. Illegal touching by an ineligible player now accompanies a loss of down in addition to the five-yard penalty. Illegal touching by an ineligible player, you now lose a down, as well as a five-yard penalty. Okay, so that that's some new rules for the uh, coming season. All right, this is you know this coming weekend is week zero of college football. Week zero. And then the uh, you know the major action will start the next week when Georgia, what is it, Alabama and Texas? You know they'll be playing that you know, that first weekend after they'll be playing at the later that night after Georgia plays Oregon. So here here's some of the matchups for Week Zero this coming weekend. Football starts. College football starts this coming weekend. You have Austin Pay at Western Kentucky, and that'll be 12 o'clock on CBS. Um, Sports Network. So if you get that, you can watch Austin Pay at Western Kentucky. You have this coming um, this coming uh, weekend. I guess this what Saturday is this Saturday. Yeah, this coming Saturday, you have Nebraska versus Northwestern in Dublin, Ireland. (laughs) Seriously. So Nebraska, the Cornhuskers taking on uh, Northwestern in Dublin, Ireland. That'll be on TV, 12.30 p.m. on Fox. That's interesting. Idaho State at UNLV. That'll be 3.30 p.m. on CBS Sports Network. UConn at Utah State. These are all Saturday. UConn at Utah State, 4 p.m. on FS1. Wyoming at Illinois, 4 o'clock on the Big Ten Network. Duquesne at Florida State. 5 p.m. on the ACC Network. Charlotte at uh, Florida Atlantic. 7 p.m. on the, on CBS Sports Network. Florida A&M at North Carolina. 8.15 p.m. on the ACC Network. North Texas at UTEP. University of Texas at El Paso. 9 p.m. on Stadium. What is that? What is, is Stadium? Is that a network? I don't know. Nevada at New Mexico State. 10 p.m. on ESPN2. Vanderbilt at Hawaii, 10.30 p.m. CBS Sports Network. So there you go. So we have some pronostications. That's a lot of fun. Why not? I mean, I I don't really know a lot about these teams, but we'll give it a shot. So what about Nebraska versus Northwestern? Um, Nebraska versus Northwestern. This is in Dublin, Ireland. That'll be interesting. I, you know, I'm gonna go with Nebraska. Um, they have a they have a quarterback, Casey Thompson, uh, Texas uh, for transfer from Texas, and also they got a pretty good pass rusher. That guy Mathis, what is Ochon Mathis from TCU. Uh, Northwestern kind of rebuilding. Nebraska, and Northwestern, both finished three and nine last season. Nebraska didn't do any better than that. I thought they did better than that. They were three and nine. Wow. Um, Duquesne at Florida State. Boy, I tell you what, if, if Florida State loses due to Duquesne, where is Duquesne, by the way? Is that Iowa? It's somewhere up there. Duquesne at Florida State, you, get, you know, you had tips of paint, Florida State should win. But boy, Florida State has been kind of wild in the last few seasons. So you got to go with Florida, I, Florida State, obviously. UConn at Utah State. Uh, you know, UConn, they had, what, two wins last? Did they win two games? They're projected to have maybe three this season. Utah State, you know. um. It's it's interesting. <laughs> Was it Utah State? You know, Utah State has got, got, got a whole new coaching staff, right? Um. And, in fact, they beat Oregon State in a bowl game last year. So, I, I, yeah, I got to go with Utah State over UConn. Wyoming and Illinois. Wyoming and Illinois. What do you think? <laughs> Wyoming, Wyoming at Illinois. You know, I like Cowboys, so I'm going to go with Wyoming. You know, everybody's picking Illinois, but I'm going with Wyoming. I like Cowboys. Uh, Charlotte at Florida Atlantic. Florida, Atlantic, you know, there's a little buzz about them, maybe having a good season. Charlotte, I don't know. Anything about Charlotte. I, I Florida Atlantic. Um UTEP, uh, North Texas at UTEP. I don't know. UTEP. Go go UTEP. What are they, though? Miners? Aren't they the minors or something? Nevada and New Mexico State. This This is interesting. The entire coaching staff of Nevada went to Colorado State head coach and all of them <laughs> left last yeah during the off season left nevada and went to color colorado state so you know they have an entire coaching new coaching staff i mean the whole bunch maybe even the water boys i don't know uh new mexico state's been awful terrible they haven't won more than three games in a season since 2017 so you got to go with nevada Vanderbilt, the Commodores. Let's go Commodores. Yeah, they're going to Hawaii. (laughs) Man, that's got to be a tough one, hasn't it? I'm sure they're going to go early. They're probably already at Hawaii as we do this broadcast. Florida, uh, Vanderbilt at Hawaii. Hawaii had a terrible season last year. And in fact, their coaching staff was just awful. I mean, uh, there was a report one of the players complained that the coaching staff at Hawaii had killed the love and passion for football by the players of Hawaii. Didn't they go on strike for a game? Didn't show up and didn't play a game or something like that? Hawaii had a, you know, and obviously they've changed coaching staffs. Um, And you got Vanderbilt, you know, they're an SEC team. And I think Vanderbilt's going to win this game over Hawaii. Well, that's a bold prediction, isn't it? <laughs> All right, guys. That's a look at our uh, our program for today. Thank you for joining us here on UGA Football News on Facebook and Instagram. It's been a lot of fun to be with you. Talk a little bit about college football and more. Go dogs, go dogs, go dogs. We're getting closer and closer to the ducks and the dogs coming up September third. Uh, Be sure to stick with us at UGA Football News on Facebook and Instagram for um, everything you need when it comes to the University of Georgia, all the information you need, merchandising, stuff like that. Check us out, UGA Football News, on Facebook and Instagram, ugafbnews.com. That's our website. Uh, We appreciate you guys, and uh, as we close our program, we do it as we always have done it. Go dogs! UGA Football
0: News would like to thank Southeast Mortgage, the official home loan lender of the Georgia Bulldogs, for sponsoring our program today. When the time comes to finance or refinance your home, make the smart choice and get your home loan from Southeast Mortgage. Your friends at Southeast Mortgage are ready to help you. Visit southeastmortgage.com UGA today for more information. This and previous editions of today's sports report can be found at UGA football news on Facebook and Instagram on many leading podcast apps and at today's Be sure to join us for our next program as we keep you up to date with university of Georgia football and more until then be safe and go dogs. <laughs>